we're going to make our confession. I'll tell you what, why don't you make it today, Lord? I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. Best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. And then our other confession we have to say, the word of God is truth. If I live the word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Yeah. Give God praise this morning. He's a good God. Um, There's no really uh, way to slip over here (laughs) without just saying, okay, let's stop and I'll move over here. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. We welcome everybody that's watching online today, and um, I believe that God has a word for us today on overflow, but um, I want to just share really a couple of stories with you today because I feel like when we hear the testimonies of what God does in people's lives, it encourages encourages us in our walk with him. And um, I I believe that the other day when we were praying in our prayer time uh, through the week, we pray from 1115 to 12. There's no distance in prayer. If any of you would like to stop at that time, whatever you're doing, and pray from wherever you are, uh, we pray for our government, uh, for the leaders of our nation, because we're called to pray for those in authority over us. We pray over the county health department. Do you know they have a lot of power? They have a lot of authority over every one of us, especially in something like what we're facing right now with the COVID There's organizations that I never knew had any kind of power. You know, you just think it's the president. You know, I didn't know the governor had that much power. Uh, I certainly didn't know the mayors had that much power. And now the health department has stepped in on a few issues. And so it's very important, the people we elect and the people that get appointed to positions. As Christians, we need to know who those people are, especially school boards. And this is just an advertisement right here today for that. But, you know, we need to be paying attention and stay on prayer alert for those situations. And as we were praying that morning, um, we pray in the spirit for a while. We just settle ourselves. I encourage you to do that. If you don't pray in the Holy Ghost and you'd like to, just ask the Lord. You know, he gives freely every gift that he has. And it's a gift that belongs to the body of Christ. And so we pray in the Holy Spirit and ask the Lord to show us what he wants us to call into existence, what he wants us to pray and believe and stand for, because our words have power, and they have an anointing to bring forth the things that God wants to do in the earth. And so we were praying this one morning, and uh, I kept hearing this, and a, a flow of immeasurable grace. Everybody say immeasurable grace. And that's the title of the message today. It's overflow, but immeasurable grace You know, we live in the dispensation of grace, it says in Ephesians chapter 3. And Paul, you know, wrote a lot about grace in the Word of God. And I believe that it's a a subject that it can actually be used in a wrong way because we know that sometimes that seems to be a license for people to just do whatever they want to do and say, oh, the grace of God will take care of it. But the grace of God took care of sin, but if we sin and we do that on purpose and know we're doing it, well, that grace 
is not there until we repent. Everybody say repent. And then the grace of God flows into that situation. And grace is amazing. It's an amazing thing that is very hard to understand. But we started in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. And I want us to go through three scriptures. And then we're going to talk about the grace of God. So uh, first, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power of the Holy Spirit that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever everybody say he is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all I could ask or think okay now it says in Philippians chapter 4 uh, 19 that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Do you suppose that's just a few riches? That I think it's amazing grace riches. Amen? Immeasurable amount of riches. God is not depleted no matter what is going on in this world. In fact, it says in Psalm, I think it's 24, 25, he owns the earth and the fullness of thereof, and he owns everything, person, animal, or anything that lives in the earth. Everybody say, he owns it all. He owns it all. So when he says that he is able to make all grace abound to us, everybody say, all grace abound to us, which is in 2 Corinthians 9, 8, he is able to make all grace. God is able to make all grace abound toward you or me, that I, always having all sufficiency, everybody say all sufficiency, in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. And in all, in this scripture, it says abound. That means overflow. That's just another word for overflow. It's a synonym. But grace is what abounds towards us. In other words, there's an overflow of grace, an immeasurable amount of grace. How many of you need grace? <laughs> we need grace every day. And uh, in, in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, uh, we're going to look at this scripture today because uh, this is Paul, and he's, he's being um, irritated or disturbed by the work of the enemy against him, just like Dan was today, you know, coming into church. Uh, you know, the enemy is the one who uses people. Everybody say he uses people, just like God has people that he uses to bring glory to him, to bring good in the earth. The enemy's out there, and he loves to get the glory for what he does. That's why we don't give him a lot of attention as far as he wins. Everybody say he never wins. He may get a battle, but he will not get the war. Amen. And I've been in battles before where, due to my own choices or somebody else's, it looked like I lost. But I never lose. It's just not over till it's over. And it's not when the fat lady sings. It's when God intervenes and changes my circumstance. So I win. Everybody say, I win. And so when Paul wrote this, he was, he was asking the Lord to take that away. You know, I had to laugh because the other morning... Um, I usually take off from home, and I'll grab a sandwich and a tea, and I'll come out here and pray. And uh, every place I stopped at, it looked like all of Lafayette went there that day, too. And then I went to this one place, and they weren't open. 
Anyway, 40 minutes later, I said to the Lord, is this you trying to tell me to eat at home? Am I not supposed to be doing this every day? It probably, my coach back there shaking her head, yes. That's probably true. And so I said to the Lord, okay, but could we just find something right now? Because I'm really behind schedule. You know, those things can disrupt what you're trying to do. And I knew it was the enemy trying to slow me down that morning to keep me from getting where God wanted me to get to. You always know because when you get there, you feel the presence of God. You know, you finally arrived. <laughs> and so there's always those things that are going to interfere with what God tells us to do. Everybody say, that's just part of living in the world. Now, we're not of the world, though. So our response to those things has to be like, like Pastor Dan's was today. You know, even after three times, he still came. Praise the Lord. And he, and he was happy when he got here. So the devil did not win. Everybody say, the devil didn't win. I, could, I would love to have seen Kelly's face when he came up on that, that vehicle this far. Because <laughs> I ride with somebody who likes to drive right up to the back of things. And sometimes he says it's my perception. It's wrong. But I'm not sure about that. Anyway, 2 Corinthians. Paul, Paul is having a debate with the Lord about that. And um, what God finally says to him in verse 9 is, he, the Lord said to him, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. There's no way to flow in overflow until we understand that his grace is sufficient. Because we will not go to overflow. We won't do what we need to do to get in overflow, which is always to give more than we're capable of giving. And that's not just finances. In my life, many times, there's been situations where um, I've been disappointed or discouraged about something, and then the Lord will tell me to go and bless the people who discouraged me. You know, I need overflow for that. Immeasurable grace. Everybody say immeasurable grace. How many of you have ever looked on Facebook and you just want to say? You just want to say it. I mean, I have typed it in before, and the Lord said, hit delete. Because there's just something in us, you know, that wants to respond. But everybody say, his grace is sufficient. That means that he can, he can step into our life and give us enough grace to overcome what may be something that would trip us up in our walk with the Lord. And so sufficient, though, is enough to meet the needs of a situation. And I asked uh, Sandy to type this up. It took a long time. And I'm going to give you an outline at the end of this service that you can take with you. Because grace isn't just unmerited favor. It, it, it is that. Everybody say, thank God for that. Because we, we don't deserve the favor that God gives us. A lot, of, a lot of the situations, but God intervenes and spares us in that. I mean, he has me. Maybe not all of you. But he is busy uh, sometimes helping me. But it, this is what it says uh, in, in one of the commentaries. It says, Grace is God's unmerited favor, a manifestation. It's also a manifestation of his power exceeding what we could achieve or hope for by our own labors. Now, this is important today that we understand this because it's not just favor. It's more than that. Everybody say it's more than that. 
if that just, I mean, that's a lot, but this is more. A God-given resource, that's what you have, that makes possible holy living when our life, our circumstances, or character is under fire by the adversary. How many of you have been under fire by the adversary over the last five months? Then it goes on to say, his, it's his enablement, it's God's enablement in us or empowerment to achieve his plan, endure hardship, or access him. You know, I have uh, complained a lot about masks and different things, but, you know, that is just a very minor hardship. Now, it does have some, some um, I believe, things that can go with that that I don't want to have in my life. You know, I don't want to breathe my own air all day long. But I trust God. Everybody say, I trust God that no matter what my circumstance, his grace is sufficient. We have to believe that or we will live a life of under living what God wants us to live. Everybody say, I live above my circumstances. My circumstances, whether they're controlled by somebody else or me, they do not change the grace, the unlimited, immeasurable grace of God for that situation. It just said his grace is powerful, all enabling to every believer. His grace facilitates our abilities to conquer every weakness as we yield to the absolute trust or reliance upon God. Trusting his heart, God's heart, even when we cannot trace his hand. How many of you have had times when, you know, you're trying to trust God, but you can't see how that is ever going to work? But God knows how it's going to work. The supernatural ability or miraculous faculty to sustain, endure, or maintain our call for all he is enabling us to become in Christ. Everybody say, I can do anything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Where's that strength coming from? Grace. Everybody say, grace. It's all enabling. That means there is nothing today that we cannot overcome. The overflow that's coming, I believe, is going to require us to step into positions that are like we're in over our head. How many of you have ever been in over your head? Oh, I've been in over my head lots of times. But God always has come through. If he's the one who told me, he'll do it. Everybody say, he'll do it. And overflow, in order to be an overflow, that's exceeding abundantly beyond all we could ask or think. How many of you have some things that are exceeding abundantly beyond all you could ask or think, but you know God's told you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Uh, Acts 4.33 is another place where it talks about, it. this one is great grace. Everybody say great grace. And uh, this is after... Uh, Peter and John have been to the temple. The man's been healed. He's jumped up, and the officers of the court have called him in, called the men and said, by what power did you do this? And they said, "We, you know, it's by the authority of the name of Jesus that they did it. They said, we don't want you to use that name anymore. Now, that is a circumstance because that's like the government saying to the church, I don't want you to have church, and I don't want you to sing songs. Are you getting this today? Well, it's time for overflow. Now, overflow is going to be done by grace, not by, not by flesh, but by grace, which is God's enablement, 
God's empowerment. But this is, this is basically the same thing. They said to them, okay, uh, we can't deny there's been a notable miracle. We cannot deny that this man is healed because there he is and he's healed. And, and so we, we've um, surmised that the power that you operate in is because you've been with Jesus. We know you're uneducated. <laughs> how many have ever had anybody look at you like, you really think you know how to do that? <laughs> you really think you do? Uh, it, they saw that they were untrained and uneducated. That's what it says in the Word of God. But they had seen, everybody say seen, that they had been with Jesus. That's what the world needs to see in us. Oh, you know, I, I didn't really think they knew what they were doing, but, you know, I can tell that there's something about them. That something about us is Jesus is that anointing of God. And so when they, get, when they get all done, they decide to pray and ask for more boldness. They want more boldness after they've already been to jail for being bold and doing what the Word of God said to do. Now, all this happened after the power of the Holy Spirit was poured out in the upper room. So if you go back to Visions 3, what does it say? That he will do exceeding abundantly beyond all we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. Do we have the Holy Spirit? Yes, we do. So this same kind of power has a boldness that goes with it. We just have to ask God to release it in our lives. Everybody say, I want to be bold. I want to be bold. Because with that boldness comes the supernatural power of God. Everybody say miracles, signs, wonders, overflow, okay? So at this point, this is what it goes on and says, and uh, I'm going to get in my Bible because I want to read it. In Acts 4, it says, Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Then it says, now the multitudes of those who believed, everybody say, that would be us, were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. This, this is not the liberal move of socialism, folks. So don't attach that to that scripture. This is that we take care of people who are in need. Amen? This is not all people being equal. Just want to throw that in, okay? But they had all things in common. Well, they did have things in common. And with great power, everybody say great power. The apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace. Everybody say great grace was upon them. Now, when I look that up, power, for one thing, great power is dunamis, which is energy, power, might, great force, great ability, strength. That's what that word power means there in, in the uh, Greek. And then grace is the operations of the power of God. So they were great, they had great operations of the power of God, if you put that definition in there where the grace is. How many of you like to see great operations of the power of God? Oh, I, I, I'm just, I'm looking for them all the time. 
And then it says, saved by grace through faith. Now, Zechariah 4, there's a scripture back in Zechariah 4 when Azrubal was told to restore the temple, and he was running into all kinds of challenges. And so the Lord said to him, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And he says, when the capstone is brought to its place, when that mountain that you're facing has been taken is basically what that is. When the building is complete, when the temple is done, there will be shoutings of grace, grace, grace. What is that? Operations of the power of God is what built that temple. Amen? Are you getting this today? Because it's, it's very exciting if you start to let that word begin to generate on the inside of you. There's great grace inside every believer to do what we're called to do. The grace of God, the manifestation of the operations of God. And then it goes on, drawing on the power of God, we call upon the name. Everybody say the name. Jesus is the name of the Lord. Speaking his grace into the face of our mountainous impossibilities. And we have every reason to expect great power and great grace today. Amen? Now, we all know that that COVID is out there. So we pray, we have a a piece of paper that um, Morgan made us, has every school on it, has every principal, Christian and public, county, every, everybody in the whole county. Well, we pray over that. One day, Sue was down on her knees laying her hands on everyone. We're all praying in the Holy Ghost. And I felt like the Lord said, get in your car and drive around them. Well, I have five teachers in my family, a principal and four teachers. I think I have five. T- I, anyway, I got so many. So it took me a little while. So I had already been to, we, uh, uh, to Battleground because when I come out to pray, I had already gone around Lori School. And there's two buildings. So I just drive around. I pray in tongues. I say, COVID, you're not coming up in here. Don't you dare come up in here. You do not have any right in this school. You do not have a right to these children, the teachers, or the administration in this building. You get out in the name of Jesus. I'm putting the blood, the blood, the blood. I go around that school. I go around that school. Well, I got done there, and I was coming out one day, and I really wanted to go to prayer, but God said, get over there to Battleground Middle School. So I'm over there. I'm going around. They're, they have construction. I got all tangled up over there. I went the wrong way on a one-way road. I thought, well, I'll just tell them I'm praying if, you know, that's what I'm doing. That's what everybody should be doing. That's what every administrator in this corporation should be doing every morning over their students. But somebody said, we're not going to pray in school. Well, then I'll pray outside the school. So I go over there, and then I head over to Harrison. Well, they got that all torn up. They have torn up everything, everything around those schools. I guess they're trying to get it all done while they're not letting anybody out or in. And so I went around. I prayed and prayed and prayed around that. I was running out of gas. I know that doesn't happen very often, Pastor Bill. That's usually you. But I, I had to tear back into town, get gas, drive all the way over to Amelia Earhart because Annabelle had started school teaching. And so I'm over there. I'm charging around there. I started praying by the funeral place because I can't get to the back of the school. So I start speaking to the back of that school. I speak to the grass. I speak to the road. I drive through the parking lots. I'm probably on all these cameras all over the city. 
I thought, well, you can just look at me, and if you ask me, I'm going to tell you, I think you ought to be having to do it instead of me. Somebody be, ought to be inside that building doing that. I mean, we sanitize everything. Why can't we pray in tongues while we sanitize? Why can't we speak the word, the name? Everybody say the name. Jesus, Jesus, you will not come in here. And so then I woke up, and I was getting ready to leave the other morning, and I remembered, oh, Annabelle has to teach at that other school, which is Glen Acres, because she's there one day and a half. So I whip over to Glen Acres. <laughs> That's the day I got tangled up not getting any breakfast for like an hour and a half. But it was okay. Everybody say it's okay. Because I was going around that school and commanding every demon in hell to stay off that grand. No way. You're not coming in here. Now, you say, well, somebody got the COVID. Well, I don't, I, that doesn't move me at all. He might have found a way in, but he isn't doing it. He is not going to stay there. He's not going to live there. And no children in this county are going to be destroyed by this wicked force from the pit of hell in Jesus' name. And you need to be saying that at home. You need to be saying that in your house. You need to pray over your kids, let them out at school. Listen, we are not, we are not just sitting here waiting to see what happens. We are deciding what will happen. Amen? That's the church. That is the amazing grace of God. It's immeasurable. It's immeasurable. Up there, you've got your children home. The blood of Jesus is around your house, is around dawn, especially when you have to crawl up in those tall things that you crawl up in. Hallelujah. If we become aware, more aware of our power and the anointing and the grace of God than we are the numbers of COVID in this county or the numbers of this or the numbers of that. In fact, if you knew all of it and looked it up really deep, there's 195,864 people, according to the, the internet, that live in Tippecanoe County. And when I took that uh, percentage a few weeks ago, 1,123 people had had COVID. That's 0.005%. Everybody say, glory God. The devil isn't coming up in Tippecanoe County. He's not. In Jesus' name. Everybody say, grace. See, there's an overflow here that can contain whatever evil is doing. It's available. It's available to those who know. But I don't believe a lot of people know. But us watching today, those watching today, us here, we are going to know. We are going to know. Amen. If you feel led to drive around school, drive around to school. I've been out to We All Ridge. I've, I've been all around that one out there. Now, Tiffany, you're going to get busy and get those other schools that you got going. McCutcheon, I haven't got out there yet. Okay. But I believe it was God that told me to do that. You know, don't, don't just pray. Get out there and command the devil to get away from there. No, no way, you're not coming. Jerry, you can take care of out there at uh, Dayton, okay? <laughs> oh, you don't have anybody at Dayton? Oh, yeah, Wainwright. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. Get out there, yeah. You can get around that one, I think. I'm going to know when this is over. <laughs> okay, Acts 4.29 says boldness. Everybody say boldness. Parisia, my husband talks about this all the time, divine enablement. Everybody say, I have divine enablement that comes to ordinary and unprofessional people 
That's what it's like when I come from the piano to here. You can just remember that. That's like unprofessional. People exhibiting spiritual power and authority, not a human quality. Everybody say, it's not a human quality. Say, I'm not talking about who you are. I'm talking about who God is in you. The boldness, but is a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God. Now, I have a video. I, I have been watching Pastor Paul Doherty in Tulsa because we knew his dad. And we grew so much in faith being under Pastor Billy Joe because Pastor Billy Joe, you know, he just one day came out. We were going we to do a building, and it didn't work out the way we thought it was. We had $700,000 saved for the building. Pastor Billy Joe came out one Sunday morning and said, well, we have an opportunity to get this property for $3.5 million. We have seven months to get the, get the money. And he said, so I feel like God's told me we're going to give our $700,000 away, $100,000 a month for the next seven months, and then God's going to give us $3.5 million. I mean, you, the administrative team, we were all in the front, you know. It was like this. <gasps> you know, it was, uh, you could have heard our administrator. He was, he was breathing heavily. I mean, he did not know what he had done. But Pastor Billy Joe heard that. And sure enough, at midnight, at the end of December, he signed it with a pen from the quick trip. He signed the check for $3.5 million and handed it to ORU. And we took that property. The 700000 was gone. $3.5 million was gone. But we owned the property. Just like God told him. And I could tell you miracle after miracle that he did. Well, this is his son. And uh, during COVID, uh, Paul had heard uh, the, the governor, the mayor, especially the mayor in Tulsa, had said, we, nobody, nobody's to meet inside or outside in a church, any facility, no meetings. And uh, Paul had heard something different from the Lord. And, uh, and so uh, he had actually put it out on Facebook or on Twitter. And I want you to hear him, and then I'll tell you the rest of the story. Can you put that up for us? Wheels turning, like you were already thinking, like, in advance of what we were going to do. What's the, like, mantra on the inside of your heart that you were leading by? Well, you know that my personality, we took a, a personality test called Strengths Finder, uh, Strengths Finders, and it, like, helps you find your five, top five strengths. And one of my number one was Activator which is like fire, ready, aim. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I will get like, I'm, sometimes I err on the side of too much action before the preparation. Um, and so the ideas were coming quick. And, but Ashley said, I think that strength actually was, was what made victory stand out in this hour. Because so many people overcalculate what they're going to do. Like I talked to one pastor and he's still in the calculation mode. And he said, man, we may not open until September of 2021. And I said, why? And he said, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, he goes, I just keep rethinking and overthinking and analyzing. And so maybe the activator strength, you know, served us well in this time that I just didn't do a whole lot of analyzing. I just was like, let's go. Rooftop service. Have you thought through everything? No. Have you called Chris Trowbridge? No. Have you just checked if there's a band that doesn't have COVID that can play on this, the roof? Nope. 
but I'm announcing on Instagram right now, we're doing a rooftop service. Well, well who's going to volunteer? Do you have ushers and parking lot team? No. Well, what, what, you know, Ashley's asking me all the questions. I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't the rooftop only Rooftop service, 7 p.m. Saturday night. Meet me on the, you know. And Chris is scrambling. Give it up for Chris Trowbridge and the AV team making it happen back there. Those guys are heroes. Matt Anderson. And then, you know, Henshaw is like, bro, I know you just announced we're doing a rooftop service, but let's just talk through all the processes of this. You know, Daniel and then AJ is like, hey, you announced we're giving out groceries to everyone but we just ran out of groceries last week at the Dream Center. So unless Jesus multiplies the loaves and the fishes, you might need to retract your statement. I was like, God will provide. God showed up with grocery bags that night and it just multiplied. So. And we were all just passing around stress drops from Whole Foods. Just like the Everyone's rescue remedy they stress sell. balls looking at me. Like, what have you gotten us into? It was good though. Wheels. That's Paul, and that's his wife. She's, she's very strong and dynamic, and, you know, he, he, is, he is a lot like his father in that when he hears the Lord, he moves ahead. And in this interview, um, when this happened, they knew they had to call the mayor. Paul did. And he said, this was our date night. And he said, but our date night ended up us talking about how are we going to call the mayor. You know, he said, I really didn't want to call the mayor. But he said, you know, I had run into the mayor, uh, right, a uh, couple of years before that. And the Lord told me in the airport, go up, introduce yourself, and get his phone number. And he said, I thought, I mean, what will he think? You know, he said, but I heard the Lord say it. So I got up, went over, introduced myself, told him. And he said, oh, yeah, I know. I know who you are, and I know about victory. And he said, um, could I have your phone number? And he gave Paul his phone number. And Paul texted him back, prayed for him. And, and so he had the phone number. And uh, he said at the very end of it, he said, we, all night we talked about it. Finally, I said, I'm calling the mayor. Called the mayor. And he said, um, we're going to have a service on the rooftop <laughs> of our building this Saturday night. And uh, we're going to give away food to people. We're going to have a food uh, thing. At the end of it, everybody drives through. We'll give them food. And the mayor said, well, okay, you can do it. Everybody say grace favor. And um, he said, but here's the number for the chief of police. Because if you don't call him, you'll be arrested. Paul said, thank you. <laughs> Called the chief of police. And they held their service on the rooftop. And they did it for several weeks. And they fed people. They fed over that first month and a half of COVID, holding services on the rooftop and at the Dream Center, three million three million four hundred and fifty some thousand meals twelve thousand people got saved because he heard go to the rooftop i mean he came in on a helicopter one night he did he said now heights you know he wasn't he wasn't real fond of ended up on a scissor lift way up high because they were trying to figure out how to get the camera going sometimes overflow requires us to step into positions we'd rather not step into. But this is the key, instant obedience. If you haven't practiced obedience, you will not be instant. You have to do what God says immediately.
for the miracle to go. And he immediately hit Twitter and said, we'll be on the rooftop. Didn't even know how they were going to be on the rooftop. I love the one where she said, are you even going to be able to find a band that doesn't have COVID that can play on the rooftop? You know, all these questions, and, and I can be like that. I can ask lots of questions because I'm, I have that administrative gift in me. So I see, and it's like, well, if you're going to do that, then this, 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 and this. I've done that to Pastor Bill, and I can always tell when he doesn't want to hear any more. I just back out of the office and shut the door. Well, now that he put me into this position, I feel the same way. And, and this thing by Paul really helped me because you hear things that God's telling you all the time, and, and it's by grace. Everybody say, by grace. You know, it says in Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship created for good works. It says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that he will give us um, the, the overflow, or he'll give us the grace that abounds in order to, that we will do every good work. Everybody say, that's everything God wants to do. Everything God wants to do is a good work. Um, I was thinking today, um, uh, just in my own life, and I'm going to share this and then um, we'll finish. But um, in 1979, I felt like God, it was, I can't tell all the story today, but I felt like God told me to, to take my three kids. I was a single mom. I'd been divorced twice. I was, th that's the unstable part of my life, you know, right in there. And he said, take those three kids. And by a divine thing, there was a job in Tulsa. I got the job at Earl Roberts University. I loaded up three kids that were 10, 8, and 6 by myself and went to take a job that was $4.50 an hour because God told me to do it. Now, my family, Chris can attest to this, and Lori was so little, she didn't know what we were doing. They'd just gather up their stuff and get in the truck, you know. John kept all his things in a box just in case I moved uh, quickly, and he wanted to be sure he had his belongings with him. It was not a good season in my life, but overflow took over my life. And I got in a car. I mean, I at one point was afraid to drive down 52 Hill because I thought I would fall in the river. I had to see a psychiatrist when I figured out he didn't, he, I thought maybe he might be worse off than me. So it was, I'm okay, you're okay, and I thought nobody's okay, and I'm getting out of here because I'm not going to, I'm going to be worse okay if I stay. But I ended up, God takes me alone with those three kids to Tulsa, Oklahoma to work at Oral Roberts University. The miracle is amazing of what all happened. But the number one thing was, I just did it. It didn't matter what anybody said. I just did it. Now, I don't know if it was because I was unstable <laughs> that God just used that at that time of my life. You know, I was desperate, but I did what God said to do. And I remember when I went to work there the first day, the Lord said to me, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm here in this building with you because they invite me to be here at ORU. And so I'll always be with you. And, uh, the stories that happened to there, you know, are unbelievable that happened in my life. But they were a setup for what I was going to do down the road. Because eventually, I went, came back. Uh, you know, I received my greatest gift, Pastor Bill. And we got married. And where does he want to go? To Tulsa. 
So we get back in the car and we go back to Tulsa. I am stable, but everybody really thinks I'm unstable now. Now I'm really stable, but they do think I'm unstable. But we went there, and what God did in our lives was strictly grace. Everybody say grace. Unmerited favor, the power of God working in our lives. But when Pastor Bill heard, go to Tulsa, you'll find the meaning for your life. We just packed up. When he said to me, you know, do you really think this? I said, oh, yeah, let's go. Why? Because of that thing in me that learned to do what I heard God tell me to do. And so everybody say, every good work. Every good work. God will give an abundance for every good work. We had a lot of years that didn't look like abundance to us. But what was happening to us spiritually was abundant. It was very abundant. It just kept pouring in us and pouring in us and pouring in us. So I understand what immeasurable grace is because I've received it, <laughs> not because of who we were. In fact, Pastor Bill and I used to sit on the front row of that church and think, how did we ever get here? The things that we did at ORU, the class he taught at ORU, Pastor Bill doesn't even have a bachelor's degree, and he's teaching people with a master's degree. Everybody say overflowing grace, immeasurable grace. See, it's, it's available. What it takes is just saying yes. Okay, yes, sir. And um, I just want to share this. I share that with you because I felt like God told me this morning, just tell them this. Um, we, we are going to go back to the church in September because there's things that are going on here. And there are weddings of people that, you know, you just don't cancel somebody's wedding <laughs> because they want to have church here. But um, at first, uh, I, I, I thought, now, wait a minute. I know what I've heard. I, I know the things that I've heard in my heart. Uh, this building is for sale. Uh, I believe in my heart that God has shown me he wants to live here. Now, how that would happen, God knows. But I know this. He said to me, the reason I'm telling you is because you do what I say. And so, what I heard was, we go back for a comeback. Now, y'all need to pray for me. <laughs> because, you know, my husband says, whatever you feel, the Lord's telling you. And I didn't know how to even tell you today because I thought, this is not a sad song. You go back for a comeback because God's going to do something. I don't have any details. Remember when I said back in, on May 30th or May whatever it was, if we move, could you go with us? And everybody goes, oh, sure. And that week, God did a miracle. My husband didn't go to Florida. Everybody say, that is a miracle. <laughs> that is overflowing grace right there, immeasurable, over and above, beyond. <laughs> but when he said that and we ended up being able to be here for the summer, everybody say, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. We will be fine going back. God will show us what to do. I don't have any idea. Stay tuned. Come back next week. We'll have a plan. Because we just found out this week. But I refuse to be pushed backward by any decision based on what God is speaking in my heart. And when I pull in here, I hear, this is your house. Come and dwell. I hear it. And, and one time my husband said something to me, and, 
So I go around, I'm driving around the building on Saturday night, and I said, okay, Lord, now what do I do about this one? He said, don't be like the spies. Stand for what I told you. So I just went home and said to Pastor Bill, well, I have to still stand on what God told me. This week, there were some things. There are some things. Everybody say, there are some things. I'm just being honest because I'm pretty open and honest. I, we need your prayers. But there are some things that are questionable when you look at buying a building. Uh, one of those is money. <laughs> but God's got, didn't I just say, overflowing multiplication, blah, blah, blah. He said overflow for this month. I didn't make that up. So, you know, there's more than enough to do whatever God tells us to do. I think about all you people, and I think, oh, Lord, yeah, I can get all these ideas. What a burden. How could they do it? Blah, 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 blah. But then it's like, I didn't ask you to think about all that. I just said believe. I just said believe. And so when all those things came up this week, I debated on what to say today, and I was just going to say, we're going to go back. We'll have plans next week. But when I pulled up out here today, the Lord said, tell them about what you did for me when you were unstable. <laughs> I am not unstable today. And those of you listening, I am, I am normal for normal. You can ask my husband. I'm pretty normal. But, but I love God more than anybody. And it may be the wrong thing. Paul talked about it. He said, you know, the one thing about us if you move out too fast, but it's faith, there will always be another answer. But we don't think about the other answer. We just move toward what we're moving toward. But we're never discouraged. He said the world, if they don't get it right the first time, they fall in and they quit. We don't quit. There's always another way. But for now, I believe this is the way for us. And I hear it every time I come in here. And so today, I wasn't going to say this, but I said, Lord, I will say what you want me to say. And so we are going back for a comeback. And there's a sound, song by Danny Grothy, Grokey what, da, that says we're, we're going to have a comeback. Put it on your phone and play it and pray it. Pray for us, the board. Pray for the finance committee. Everybody say we have more than enough. And I don't know what we're going to do when we get back there, but I'll let you know next week because I'm sure the Lord will show us this week what we do back there. But I know one thing we do back there is get ready to come back here. <laughs> That's all I know. Amen. Give God praise. Let's stand. This is what it says. Second Corinthians nine, eight. This is the scripture God gave us when we came here. Two of them. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And the second one, second Corinthians nine, eight. And God is able. Everybody say God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work and to be a blessed, blessed to be a blessing. Everybody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Father, I thank you for all the people at Victor Christian Center, those watching today, those that are here in this room. Lord, you want to bless them. You want to take them to another level in their personal lives. There is nothing lacking, nothing lacking in the kingdom of God. Today, whatever it is in your life that God is asking you to believe, he's asking you to take a hold of it and hang on to it and don't back down and don't give up and don't let go and move out and move out. Everybody say, move out. It's time, Lord. I know you've shown me. Say, I will move out.
to do what God says. And I will do it in faith, being obedient, believing that God's grace is sufficient, that his power is working through me, that I have the ability through Christ to do all things, to do every good work that God is asking me to do. Now, I want to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, how many of you know God's asking you to do a work? It may be in your family. It may be to give a word to somebody. It may be to, to, to buy something, to do something, to make a change in your life. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord Jesus, I, you see these hands, and you see the hearts of those that have their hands lifted. Now, Lord, you are exceeding abundantly beyond all we could ask, hope, or think. But it's according to the power that's working in them. So I call a release, a release of the power that is working in them that will cause them to excel and to do the thing that you're asking them to do without fear, without questioning, without looking at all of the what-ifs in Jesus' name, that they will walk in the things that you've prepared beforehand. That's what it says. Those works have been prepared beforehand. And they will walk in them, and they will walk with authority and with the power and anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they will not fear. They will not fear. Perfect love cast out all fear, and they are loved. They are loved. They are loved. In Jesus' name, those of you that are watching, if that was you, I pray that prayer over you today in this house and those that may be watching this message. If you don't know Jesus, it's time to connect. And it's very simple. You just believe in your heart and, and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You're confessing what you believe. And you just speak it. And the Bible says salvation is yours. Immediate, immediate. And the Lord will come and change your heart and change your life. Let's all say this today. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he gave his life that I might have life, an abundant life. Today, I yield my life to you, Lord. Forgive my sins, heal my heart, heal my mind, heal my body. Let me be a vessel that you can flow through, Lord, that you can use in this hour, in Jesus' name. Now, I want us all to grieve. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up all the schools in this county and all the children and all the teachers, all the parents, all the administrators. We lift them all up to you, Lord. And we say, COVID, you have no right to touch anybody in this county. We bind you. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We take authority over you and say your work is finished in this county, in this state, in this nation. You have no right. This is a godly nation. This is a godly nation. This is a godly nation. The spirit of the Lord is upon this nation and no weapon formed against this nation will prosper in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you are watching over your word to perform form it. And we hasten that word into situations. We pray for healing today in this body here and those watching in those that are in schools in, in teachers and others that have been uh, attacked by this virus. We say you are stopped in the name of Jesus. We call healing and wholeness into their body in the name of Jesus.
Jesus. We pray for the doctors and the nurses and the, and the EMTs and the police. We thank you, Lord. They are covered. They are covered by the blood. They are all covered by the blood. And we stand for righteousness and truth. And devil, your place is stopped, is stopped, is stopped in our county in the name of Jesus. And everybody who believed that said, amen. Everybody say this. I am steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And my labor is not in vain. Amen. Go and be blessed.